What is going on, guys? This is Gene Jensen, and it is time for another Friday Night Live. All right, all right, all right. Um, Happy Friday night. Goodness gracious. I got one thing to say to start off with. Go dogs. Um, Sorry, Alabama fans. I know there's a bunch of you on here. Oh, it's going to be a fun one tomorrow. Anyway, yeah, before we get, while we get everybody rocking and rolling, I might as well talk a little bit of trash because it don't happen very often with us. Now, being a real Georgia Bulldog fan, I know better than to think we're going to win. <laughs> we've been beat barely so many times it's not even funny but uh the only player i'm worried about on alabama net tomorrow is the is the referees i really am i'm more worried about them than than i am about bama but uh reason being let me be honest i i don't i never have believed that the referees were on alabama's side until the arkansas game 2 weeks ago and i was like how in the world are these referees missing so many obvious uh, pass interference calls and so many obvious other calls. And I'm like, it can't be. And it was there were just so many that I was like, come on. Either that or that whole entire referee crew needed to be suspended at the end of the game just because they sucked. Anyway, go dogs. Um, it's going to be a fun one. Fun, fun game tomorrow. I'm, uh, I'm smoking some chicken wings and my wife doesn't know this yet she'll probably kill me but i bought a big old chunk of bologna i want to smoke uh just never done it i've, I've had smoked bologna but i've never smoked it myself so it should be pretty good so welcome everybody uh glad to have you here glad to have you on friday night live i got a new set of headphones so now i can hear myself and know whether or not my audio sucks so uh matter of fact i'm gonna turn the volume up just a hair there we go but uh but yeah awesome bama by 50 come on give me a break i think it'd be georgia by 17. so that's my prediction and i've been really close all year so but uh chris red how you doing tim sutton what's going on man i like the little emojis those are pretty cool uh tori bowen what's going on brother True Georgia fan blame of the refs. I like I said, I didn't believe it until I watched the Arkansas game. And I'm like, golly, come on. And it was, I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back and watch all of Alabama's games at home this year and see see if I'm if if my suspicions are correct or just way out in left field. But it was just it was blatant missed calls where referee was looking straight at him and and missed it. And I was a wide receiver in, in high school. And so I and, I and I was also a cornerback, so I or a, a safety and a cornerback. So I I kind of knew what I know what to look for. I can see it from a mile away. So, but anyway, good games tomorrow. It's gonna be a lot of really good games. So oh no, my wife is watching, so she knows I got some baloney. Crap! I'm in the doghouse. I'm gonna make her eat some too. <laughs> Oh goodness. Army Outdoors 88 November. How you doing, brother? Oh, Dave Neal, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. So let me get my screen all situated now so I can see what's going on. And uh keep me from looking all the way over here at the comments. I'm gonna shrink it down a little bit. There we go. All right, now it almost looks like I'm looking at the camera, but I'm actually looking at the comments. There we go. 
Ray Fraser, how you doing, brother? Jerry Catula, what's up? What's up? Where's everybody from? That's what I want to know. And who all are, are college football fans? Because I know I, I'm not an NFL fan. If I was an NFL fan, I guess my favorite team would probably be the Green Bay Packers because Atlanta Falcons, mm -mm, they, they – <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness, goodness. All right. Uh, this um, Friday Night Live is our title sponsor is the Bass University. You guys, be sure to click on the link down in the description for uh, for any information you need about Bass University to subscribe, which is only $15 a month. And like I tell you guys every week, I have been subscribed for so many years. Uh, my member number is less than 1,000. I think it's at like 924 or something like that. So I was the 924th member of Bass University. I've uh, been going to their seminars in the wintertime. And check those out because I'll be at the one probably at Gadsden, Alabama, because I go every year. And I might try to make another one somewhere else. But I usually go and sit in the, in the audience and learn just like everybody else. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty fun. I, I hope they go, they do them uh, live this year. They did them virtual last year, which was fine. But I'd rather have live ones. So... Goodness. I saw a question from John Rowland. Let's see. Hey, Gene, quick question. Do you know of any good bass lakes in South Georgia or North Florida that we can rent a place to stay on the water March 20th to 22nd? March. That's not a bad time of the year to be down there because, shoot, yeah, they'll be spawning down that way. Um, there's Lake Jackson, which is a good lake. There's uh, Seminole if you want a really big lake. Gosh, I don't have my phone with me or I'd look up uh, the, the boat ramps and stuff. I've got all of the public boat ramps, well, almost all of them, all uh, in, in Florida. So when I'm down there, I can just kind of drop on a lake and fish. But there's a lot of really good ones down in that north part of Florida. Um, but uh, Lake Jackson's the only one that really comes to mind. So who just donated 20 bucks? My buddy, David Fields. What's up, brother? He said, what's up, brother? Rub that chub with mustard and uh, shake some rub on it. Yeah, I might have to do that. Um, I've got some really good rub. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. Awesome, awesome. And Krista says, go dog. Still Krista, I love her. Definitely. Hey, Gene, how do you stabilize when in the stowed position for a bow mount trolling motor on a Bonafide SS-127? How do you stabilize when in the stowed position? Um, as in holding still or something? I drop an anchor, but if you're talking about just being stable, as in you're standing up and fishing to bonafide, I really don't have a problem with it. So you might have to, if I'm wrong both ways, uh, I'll look for your next comment. So Andy Leonard, what's up? Have I tried the Shimano World? minnow jerk bait yet no i haven't i didn't know shimano even made baits for sure um somebody's oh somebody's from jersey northwest arkansas is aaron uh i was really impressed with the razorbacks this year i really was uh let's see <laughs> Georgia Fluke was in high school last time. Georgia won a national championship. Nope. Fio was in elementary school. <laughs> I remember it 
I mean, I've been a Georgia fan since before that. So, but yeah, I totally remember when they won the national championship. Yep. Uh, so I was in the first, first grade. Unbelievable. It's been that long. So, um, Caneyville or Kentucky. I think I've been to Caneyville. It's been, a, I'm sure I've been to Caneyville. Uh, just subscribed to Bash University last Monday, and I have been watching a ton of videos. Dude, there's a lot of good information for sure. JT Tan Kenny just came out with another one, and I watch his just because he's so he fishes Florida. And in February or January, I'm always down in Florida anyway, so I can always learn something from him. So, best rod for a buzz bait and a frog. Buzz bait, uh, you can get by with a jig rod for both of them, so like a seven foot three medium heavy fast. It's not ideal for both of them, but it, it'll work. But for a buzz bait, my ideal rod is a seven foot medium heavy moderate, which is a deep dive and crankbait rod, or a chatter crank rod from 13 Fishing, which is their seven four moderate uh, casting rod. And then uh, for a frog, my ideal one is a, a heavy power rod. Some people like long rods, seven foot three, seven foot four. I like a short rod, six five to six eight they're just those are hard to find though so uh let's see iowa michigan game daryl i don't know man i i've i've always been a closet michigan fan but either way i think that's going to be a good game i really do i may have to watch that one too uh, I'm going fishing in the morning, though. I went out today with my buddy Damon, who should be on here. Uh, caught a few, uh, a few crappie. Gonna go back tomorrow see if I can't catch some more. I haven't crappie fished in, gosh, six years, so it felt it was really good. Plus, I, I I've been in a funk. If you guys haven't noticed, no videos because I haven't been fishing. So I'm trying to get out of that funk, and nothing better than just going out and just whacking a bunch of crappie. So maybe that'll help me out. Um, how do I feel about chatterbaits around Keg Creek, Appen's Heart? I think chatterbaits work anywhere. I was just thinking about that today. I was like, man, I've won a ton of money this year on a jackhammer. And uh, it wasn't planned or anything else, but I used one down in Florida. I used one in uh, South Carolina. I used one on Gunnersville. I used one in uh, at Caddo. Gosh almighty. I, I mean... And I won money in all those tournaments catching fish on a jackhammer. But I fish mine, and I and, and if you guys haven't watched a whole lot of my videos, especially talking about them on the lives, I fish mine as slow as I can and still feel the the vibration. I want to have be it. I want it to be on the bottom, but moving fast enough to get that blade moving. So, uh, <laughs> Joker's fishing. I love it, Gene. We're going to be friends tonight and enemies tomorrow. Amen to that. Can you talk a little about your camera setup for filming, looping mode, editing software? I'll, I'll kind of run through it, okay? I just got the new GoPro Hero whatever, the newest GoPro, 9, 10, 200, I don't know. But anyway, I got one of those, and I like it so far, but I'm still using the Hero 5s for, for like a chesty and sometimes for a camera in front of me and stuff like that. But my new filming camera is actually this one right here which is a Sony ZV-1. Um, I, I love it because, and I'll show you. Okay, look at the, 
how fast the focus goes to my hand. And so when I'm showing stuff, I can just drop it up here and it goes straight to my hand. Now I can turn that off and it takes a little bit longer. As long as I cover up my eyes, if I don't cover up my eyes, it won't focus on my hand. But if I turn it back on, it goes straight back to my hand. So I love it. It's got a great focus. It's everything else, but it's expensive. Um, my microphones are the, um, are the, um, the goal. What are they called? Gosh, am I, they're the little bitty ones. I have some somewhere around here. Maybe they're upstairs. I just, I just reorganized everything. Um, but anyway, they're the little bitty ones that just came out. They're about $200 a set and they're the, the lapel mics, mics. So, um, and then uh, my stands are either Yolotech stands, which are awesome for my boat and stuff like that, or they're Yak Attack stands for my kayak. Editing software, I use um, uh, Final Cut Pro. And that's it. That's it. Simply Fishing, what's going on? Kyle Scarborough, what's going on, man? Uh <laughs> Frank uh, Persher was used was wearing one of my old fishing shirt of the month club shirts. Oh, uh, when that when I was doing that, I need to do that again. Maybe I'll work on that this year. Uh, he said somebody got I got a comment last week on my old red fishing fish hook shirt. Uh, first ten dollar shirt club shirt. That's awesome, man. Oh man. All right. Sunfish Assassin. I live in fish out of Athens, Georgia, so go dogs. But I was Sam Pittman's handyman while he lived here, so go Arkansas. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So when I was 12, 13, and 14, I basically lived in Bishop, which is eight miles south of Athens. I worked as a as slave labor at my brother-in-law's dairy farm. And so uh, I learned how to work. I learned how I didn't like to work. And I learned that I needed to figure out life in those three years. But it was a lot of good, hard, hard work, 25-hour days sometimes. So uh, young kids shouldn't have to work that hard. But, man, it was good for me. I love it up there. And then I, every chance I got, I, I went to the varsity. Um, Jackers fishing Lake Norman, North Carolina today. Fish headwaters yesterday. Holy cow. Toho and Kissimmee, uh, the beginning of the week. That's some traveling right there, man. I'm going to be down there early January, I believe, whenever they have the KBF has their tournaments down there. I'm going to be down there. So there's Damon. So, Damon, it is, uh, it's a go dogs. It's not go Bama. It's go dogs. So, and yes, if you, if they beat us, if, if Bama beats us tomorrow, I will answer my phone if you call to rub it in eventually. <laughs> All right, Brendan, when traveling with a bow mount trolling motor in a stowed position, how do you stabilize the head to not bounce? I take it off uh, if I'm traveling a long distance. Now, to just my home lake right down the road, 10 miles, I, I don't mind leaving it on. It's just that it's mounted to plastic, and it's a heavy piece of equipment. So a lot of bouncing can eventually wear that those, you know, wear the screws right out of the plastic. So I take it off and put it in my truck. Um, if I'm going any distance outside of my lake right down the road. So, um, so if you don't already have one, get a, um, get one of those, um, one objective mounts and then the quick release mount from motor guide and you'll be just fine. So, 
Um, all right, so I just lost a whole bunch of comments. Let me see if I can get them back. Let's see. There's one. Look at getting a small boat for ponds and all electric lakes. John boat or Bass Raider plastic. Dude, I love those Bass Raiders. Um, one thing that I love about them is they're not designed to get up on planes. So you're going to get the maximum amount of speed uh, out of them with the trolling motor that you've got. With a John boat, you're only going to get up until it has to have a ton of power to get up on plane. And so you're limited to like maybe four and a half to five miles an hour. And it takes a lot more motor to get it even going that fast. So I love fishing out of a Bass Raider. If you don't like have, if you don't mind having just a, you know, not a whole lot of space space for your gear, um, it's easy to throw in the back of the truck. It's easy to put to to put in the water, that kind of stuff. Um, but a ten or twelve foot John boat would be really good too. I fished out of both. I loved fishing out of that Bass Bass Raider though. I, of course, <laughs> I was an idiot once. And it was good fishing, but it, I, I drug it through a, a quarter of a mile through a pasture to get to this pond that was on the back of this pasture that we had permission to fish. And it was a stumpy, muddy pond. And that's when I learned how to flip a jig in the, along the stumps. But man, oh man, we caught big fish. But gosh, it was, I'm glad I was young and stupid then. Uh, we couldn't do it now. Um, let's see. Any deer this season, Gene? No, I've been hunting up with Jordan a couple of times. I had one doe. Uh, the The land around us is all WMA and it's and it's archery only, unless I'm in a quota hunt. And so I I hunt with a I actually hunt with a crossbow. And now I'm a avid bow hunter, but I don't have time to practice anymore. So my bow is actually in a box on the floor right behind me. And I don't I, if I don't have time to practice, I don't hunt with a bow. Uh, I just have wounded too many deer. I wounded a giant deer when I was 16 years old and I put down my bow and I decided I am not going to shoot a, a couple of years ago. I said, I, if I don't have time to practice from June until the season starts, I'm not going to shoot a bow. I just bought a crossbow just so I could go out hunting. But I had one deer, uh, one doe come and I don't know how she saw me. I was laying in the prone position on the ground, had seen her or heard her long before she saw me. And she looked up and knew that it was somebody, something different, and she took off. She had been educated, and that's as close as I came to shooting one this year. But I've only been a couple of times. So, uh, Ryan, Ryan Williams, I've never fished deep on Lanier in the wintertime, only in the summertime. Um, Lanier is not my favorite lake, and it has nothing to do with the fishing. It has everything to do with the idiots on the water. Um, and... I've run into some bass fishing idiots too. Uh, what type of braid line should I use for a seven foot medium heavy rod and a seven one one bait caster? Seven foot medium heavy rod. If you're going to go braid, um, and if it's a bait caster, so I tried forty pound test on a bait caster, and it was just the diameter of that braid of forty pound test was it, it just caused a lot of backlashes that shouldn't have happened. And so I up to 50 pound and the back black backlashes almost disappeared. And so I always recommend on a bait caster, go 50 pound test or, or 60 pound. And then if you need fluorocarbon tie leader and everything else, uh, no matter what the rod is, if it's on a bait casting reel. Now, if it's a spinning reel, I go 20, maybe 25 or 30 pound, but almost always 20 
pound test and, and tie to a leader on a on a on a uh, a spinning reel. But I seven one one gate bait caster. It's got to be a, a bait a, or a, a bait casting rod because that's what you told me. Anyway. Ah, uh, bass are knocking paint off of red hooks. Repaint or replace. Repaint them. Uh, get some of that spike it uh, hook paint. I repaint my, used to repaint mine all the time. I never believed that they thought it was blood. I just always believed that the red, a red treble hook on the front of a clear bait, like a topwater uh, bait, it always gave them a good target. So, <laughs> got any tips for the fall to winter transition for largies? that aren't five, aren't five inches. <laughs> oh, you're fishing one of those lakes. Oh my gosh. Um, mm. The one thing that I've always figured out this time of the year, they're all the bass or the majority of the bass are super shallow, but the bigger bass are going to be out on the outside edges on the outside bushes, outside grass lines on points. Um, and then sometimes they'll get in the back of pockets that don't that have water running into the back of them. That's what I would look for anyway. <laughs> Diesel's fishing. Thanks, man. He says, I'm a respectable man. Oh, goodness. Any Tennessee spots you like? Um, I'm a Chickamauga fan. Uh, I am a, uh, a Watts Bar fan. I haven't been to Watts Bar too many times, but every time I've been, I've loved it. And I think that's, uh, yeah, I don't do. And then the rivers. I love a lot of the really small uh, mountain rivers in uh, in Tennessee. So, Applin's Heart says, tactical bassing is good, but you're the best. I think they're great, man. I've known Matt for, oh, my gosh, long before YouTube started. Probably four or five years before YouTube started. So, 2004, 2003. Somewhere around there. So, and I always told myself if he ever figured out how to do YouTube, we were all in trouble because he knows he was always really knowledgeable. David Fields, five bucks, man. Appreciate you, brother. He says, high school tournament for Caden on Greenwood next week, going tomorrow to practice. Any ideas? Look for the grass. I think they killed it all. But if you can find the grass, that's great. Um, whoo, this time of the year. They, they're going to be, they'll still be up the creeks. Don't be afraid to throw something red. Uh, another good color crankbait is a yellow one, not chartreuse, but like school bus yellow. So, and I, man, I miss Greenwood. That's, that's a fun lake to fish. But I heard that they had killed all the grass that was in there. It started out in a pocket. Um, and then, of course, it, it spread. But I think they killed it off before it spread all the way out. So, uh, do I throw swim baits all winter long? I typically don't. Um, just cause it's, that's the type of lake mine is. And that's where I spend most of my winter is home close or close to home. And so I'm throwing, uh, small baits. I'm throwing, uh, underspins and tail spins and blade baits and, uh, spoons and, uh, Alabama rigs sometimes, that kind of stuff. This year, I'm going to try to do a lot more Alabama rig fishing. So, Frank Purser says, I learned the FG knot from your first demonstration, the one you made in the boat. I've taught the knot to others. I appreciate it. Even caught an Alaska king 
and, and uh, the not held grade. That's awesome, man. And those king salmon freaking fight like crazy, don't they? That is so awesome. Yeah, the FG knot, man, it is the thing, except for today. I said, you know what? I'm going to try to tie a 20 pound test braid, and I wanted to, I tried to tie a two pound leader on with the FG knot, and I, I broke it like four times. I'm like, this is not going to work just because of the way I, I, when I'm, as I'm tying it, how I pull the, the, uh, the line. And I broke the stinking two pound test like four times and I, I just put it down. I was like, yeah, let's go back to six. So I have to find a different knot for my two pound test. Uh, maybe heading to Florida early spring to bass fish. Any tips where to catch big ones? Headwaters Lake is where the big ones are right now. Um, and then Kenansville. I early spring in Florida is February. So just know that late January, early February, they've already spawned at least once. And so uh, definitely those two lakes, uh, anywhere around that area, around the Kenansville, um, uh, it's called Headwaters Reservoir, Stick Marsh, Farm 13, anywhere around there, There's it's always really good fishing. So no grass last weekend, so they got rid of it all, so... It does have spotted bass. Um, I think I was the first one to ever catch a spotted bass on Greenwood. Uh, at least I'd never heard of it being having spotted bass till I caught some. And then, but uh, but yeah, I'd go up some of the creek arms on the north uh, northeast side. So, my fishing North Carolina any this year? I don't think so. Uh, matter of fact, I spent the last four three hours cross-eyed and dizzy trying to figure out what kbf tournaments and bass tournaments and hobie tournaments i was going to fish this year and it is i still haven't decided uh but i do i i'm i'm i want to my goal this year is to to get in the top 10 for angler of the year for uh for kbf so i'm really gonna grind that one out that's if i fish tournaments at all <laughs> so but the biggest thing is, is I'm going to, I'm going to try to figure out how I can do tournaments and film at the same time. So I don't jip you guys on, on, uh, on videos this year. So, and I'm going to go back to editing a lot of my own stuff. So, uh, let's see. <laughs> Black Bass Angler, I'm reading your comments. That's hilarious. <laughs> Joni, what's up, man? He says, uh, what's up? Do you think warming trend in wintertime push the fish up shallower? I fish super shallow, but last couple of days, uh, not much luck. I had to pull out deeper to catch them. Any tips? Um, it usually doesn't happen much this time of the year. You get into January, there's somewhere, some reason in the South, there's always about a seven to 10 day warm up in the month of January they will push to the nearest rocks. And so if you get that in the in January, February time frame, go to where they've been in the wintertime, but find the closest rocks, and they typically will push up on those rocks and hug them because that's that warm water or any kind of shallow grass that there is too, especially lily pad stems and things like that. They'll get in there. They won't stay long, but, man, if it warms up, they'll get up in that stuff. So but this time of the year, it usually doesn't push them around much. Um, how long do you use a lure before you change to another one? Appreciate your videos. I learned a lot from you. Thank you, Cody. I'm going to, let me try to put this as simple as I can. And I, 
it's one of the skills that I had to learn. Uh, and since learning that skill, it has greatly improved the amount of fish I catch a day. And that is recognizing when you've lost confidence and then immediately changing. So when I lose confidence in a lure, I immediately cut it off and tie on something. I, I'm going to, I want to try something else. Same thing with where I'm fishing. If I'm fishing a spot and I'm, you know, as soon as I lose confidence, I'm like, all right, I got to go. And I put my rod down and I go. Even if I just caught a fish, which is probably not a great thing, but for me, it's always been great when I catch a fish, but it's not quite the fish I want. If I'm pre-fishing for a tournament or whatever else, I'm immediately gone. So that's the biggest skill. And it's all about confidence. Once you lose confidence in that bait, dude, you're not going to catch a fish on it. Uh, oh, my goodness, Benjamin. Talking about everything bagel. See, I, I can't eat bagels. So I can eat uh, all organic stuff. See, I found out. So I've got, I, I thought I had gluten issues for like nine years. And this is totally off subject. And please don't leave me because of this. But And so I started experimenting about a year and a half ago. Uh, and found out that it wasn't the gluten in the wheat that I was having issues with. It was the chemicals in the wheat that they used to kill the wheat. It was the herbicides that they used to kill the wheat in order to be able to harvest them all at the same, harvest the wheat early or the wheat earlier and all, and all at the same time. So I, uh, I started eating all organic wheat or bread and stuff like that. And I don't have any of those issues anymore. So, and if you go online and look that up, or it, it, there's so many, there's so much money behind it that you won't find anything about it and you'll find nothing but people trying to disprove it. So, but all I know is what I know about me. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Pond Life. Uh, he says he carries toilet paper. Uh, he says, attention, everyone, always carry toilet paper with you on the water. Just saying, no details needed here. Been there, done that. So I always have a a, 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 bo a package of dude wipes on my kayak, on my boat, in my truck, because you never know when you're going to need them, and they really do come in handy. So, And the dude wipes are biodegradable, so I don't feel bad about leaving them in the woods. So I call it I, – I tell people I just go make a trip to the bank to, to – I had to go to the bank to make a deposit. So Tyler Sexton, where in the world have you been, brother? Thanks for the 50 bucks, man. I really appreciate it. All you guys that donate, man, it's, it's, you guys are awesome. Man, where you been? He said, I'd like to ask for a, a prayer chain. My son was diagnosed with neuroblastoma in August. Uh, it's a cancerous tumor that attacks blood vessels. I, I Yeah, I remember. I had a buddy of mine that had that. Could really use some good vibes and prayers sent my way, please. Hope to get uh, hope to get a deer soon, dude. You got it, man. All you guys and and you know me, I don't push religion, but if you guys do believe in a higher being and believe in prayer, uh, send some prayers uh, for Tyler's son. That's uh, that's freaking awesome. Black Bass Angler, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thanks for the ten bucks. She's awesome. Oh goodness, I do need. I want to go fish with her this year. <laughs> I think it'll be a great video. <laughs> uh, if she talks trash as, 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 as much as I think she does, it's going to be a good video. Y'all going to think we hate each other. Uh, <laughs> Cody. Thanks, man. Um, what water depth would you use a three quarter ounce jackhammer? Whew. 
I've got a couple. Um, ten in ten feet or deeper. Uh, actually, no, twelve feet or deeper because I would use a half ounce at ten feet. Uh, and the biggest thing is, is I try to keep mine as close to the bottom as I can. I really do, man. Tyler, man, keep your head up about your son. It is, uh, medicine has come a long ways these days. It's just going to be a long fight. So, um, Frank Purser, good old fan from back in your hospital days. Glad to see you doing so well. Look, took balls to make the move you did. Merry Christmas. I, I don't think it took balls. I mean, I was nervous the day I quit, but, um, you know, but it's what I'm supposed to do. It really is. And I do get no funk. You guys that have been watching me for years. No, about October, November, I usually get into a pretty bit, pretty bad funk to the point of depression. And, uh, and, you know, I just, I have to work my way out of it. And I hate that that happens to me, but it just does. And it's, I, I, I'd like to say I get burned out, but I don't, I just get, you know, I just get bummed and then get lazy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and it's, and it's just the change in the weather or what, who knows? I, I but I do fight it and I come out of it and, uh, and hopefully I'm on my way out of it after Damien asked me, uh, told me to come fishing with him today. And I went out and went fishing. So, oh goodness. Appreciate it. Uh, is it good to tie a 10 pound braid with a 10 pound fluorocarbon leader? Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's fine. It depends on the knot you use. Um, the FG knot. Yeah, you should be all right. 10 pound braid is small. I can't see it very well, but yeah, it sh you should be okay to, uh, with that. Uh, and, and it's not about breaking strength. It's more about diameter line diameter when you're talking about the, the connecting knots. So <clears throat> Army Outdoors come to Fort Knox, Kentucky next year and let's fish together, brother. Maybe we can get some uh, fish from the vault. Dude, I need to do that. I really do. I've been promising to go fishing with you for a year. Um, got to see my tournament schedule. If I end up fishing tournaments, I'm going to, I'm considering fishing a tournament, a kayak tournament in Arizona, one in Utah, one in Ohio, on Lake Erie, uh, it's, I'm going to put myself through hell this next year, I think. But anyway, yeah, dude, I'm going to be on the road a lot. Um, if I go into Kissimmee in 2022, yes, I am, Brian. I will be there. I will be there. Um, let's see. My son wants to meet you and fish with you once. He gets uh, rid of the cancer. Fishing is all he talks about. He even watches your videos with me and enjoys seeing the big fish that are caught. Awesome, brother. Oh, awesome. Yes, we can definitely do that. We definitely do that. So I do. I don't have a problem visiting. Well, you can't now because of COVID. But I, I used to love visiting uh, kids in the hospital. So I'd have nurses that would call me that I knew, you know, from working in a hospital for 20 years. Say, hey, we got a fan of yours up here, and I'd go, I'd go visit them, you know, sign a hat, take a couple of things, and just had a good old time doing it. So let's see. Hunter Nixon says, I'm the same way this time of year. I hate when it gets dark at 5:30. That may be it. Is that the days just get so stinking short that I don't feel like I have enough time to get things done, you know? 
I got eight acres to take care of. I'm getting everything ready for my garden and stuff like that. And just not enough time in the day. So <laughs> Tyler, I'm reading your comments. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Applin's heart. Can you do a video on grass, on grass, weeds, and vegetation in the waters? So we will know what we are fishing in. It's probably a stupid question, but I'm at Clark's Hill. <laughs> I can tell you what's at Clark's Hill, milfoil and hydrilla. Hydrilla has five leaves that go around the stem. Milfoil has little branches that have a bunch of, it looks like palms coming off of them. And then coon, uh, coontail looks like milfoil, but it's got uh, those palms coming off of the main stem. So, but uh, I've tried to do those. There's just a, so many different uh, aquatic plants that I'd have to, and all over the country, I'd have to go to 15 different states to, to cover even half of them. And so the best thing to do is when you're trying to identify vegetation is go to the, the that state's university. So the University of Georgia, their agricultural department has a list on their website about all the aquatic plants. University of Florida does, University of Alabama does, Auburn does. I know Auburn does because they've got a huge uh, fisheries biology uh, course or, uh, or major. So definitely that's what I would do. So... Um, Brendan Renslow, how long do you think a 60 amp hour deep cycle battery would last at a 55 pound trolling motor? I would be going very far, just mainly trolling banks and spot locking. If you're just trolling banks, dude, you can go all day long with a 60 amp hour. If you're just trolling banks, the only way to, for me to test that has been to go full speed with my 55 pound thrust, thrust trolling motor. On my bona fide. So in your kayak, you know, the type of kayak that you have matters too because of the speed and everything else. But I, on a hundred amp hour battery, I can go 15, 13 to 15 miles on full speed. And so if I'm going half speed, you can double that. So, uh, and my average top speed was like 4.2 miles an hour. So you should be able to get a full days on a on a 60 amp hour deep cycle battery, as long as you're not plugged into anything else. So, oh, Aiden, that's a tough question. He says, "What are the top five baits you tie on for a tournament in Georgia?" It changes, but the one that I've tied on the most this year is a Jack Cameron Chatterbait, um, a Texas rig worm, a jig. And that's it, really. Three. The other ones just all depended. Uh, jerk bait a little bit, a fluke a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was it. Texas rig, either creature bait or a worm, a jackhammer, you know, spinner bait a little bit. But anyway, yeah, it hadn't been very many. Benjamin Ripple, hydroponic tomatoes and weed. <laughs> Hydroponics is expensive and a waste of money. I'll tell you, uh, I have looked into it and it is way too expensive for what you get out of it. For sure. Just the startup cost. Golly. So if y'all don't know, my main passion is not bass fishing. As much as I love bass fishing, I love to garden. I've been doing that my whole life since I could breathe. 
So my dad was a big gardener, so I'm always trying to learn new stuff. Auburn is a cow college. <laughs> talking about the animal, you talking about the the, the students. Um, <laughs> where's your old buddy Chad Hoover? I miss his post. Hope everything is okay. He's grinding. He's grinding on his YouTube channel. So I know that he stepped down as president of of a uh, of KBF. His wife took over, and uh, and he's grinding on his uh, social media stuff. So uh tyler sexton says thank you everyone my son said he's taking your word on it uh he told me to tell you to get ready to see a best three-year-old fisherman you've ever seen again thanks everyone for the prayers <laughs> that's awesome man tell him to be strong oh man and always do what the doctor tells you to do so oh man um What's the rig with the barrel weight that punches through grass? Um, the Jika rig is what it's called, or the jig rig. A lot of people call it the jig rig. So, uh, matter of fact, um, Gamagatsu has one, and I just got a few of them in the mail. Um, they have one that's already built up, and it's really nice because it's got a it, the weight is 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 rubber and it's shaped to be able to go down through the, through the uh, grass really, really good. So, and they just came out with those this year. Uh, oh, this is a good question. What do you think, what do you say are the biggest differences in fishing for largemouth versus smallmouth? How does your approach change? The biggest thing is that smallmouth love current, largemouth don't. So largemouth are going to be in that slacker water, uh, they'll be close to the current, but they're not going to be in it. Smallmouth will be in the current and in the major current breaks and stuff like that. Um, smallmouth tend to suspend more and still feed. If a largemouth is suspended, it's not going to feed at all. And then smallmouth are a lot more aggressive. They're a lot, I would say, when, it's hard to say easier to catch, but once you find them, it's easier to get them to bite. And so that's the biggest difference, but current and not current. So, yeah. <laughs> Wait, why did he step down? He stepped down so he could concentrate on, on, on promoting KBF and not so much running it. His wife is a lot better business run or person at running a business than he is. It's going to be so much better. She's a wonderful person. She's got a great heart, but she does. You cannot step on her. She will she she'll battle and she's a great i mean she's a great one of my favorite people in this whole world so i think it's gonna be really cool, cool really cool so uh <laughs> black bass anger says says you know you want to say cinco no i don't want to say cinco <laughs> have you found a good set name brand of fishing tools pliers scissors etc that hold up for kayak tournaments um no i i is in a name brand i don't really I still go with my old tried true. I've got a pair of a uh, uh, pair of needle nose pliers. I've got a pair of forceps. I got the the uh, Pitbull cutters, the braid cutters that I use from Pitbull. Those are the only brand name thing I really use. Um, but that's it. And then I have a pair of uh, of big heavy duty wire cutters to cut hooks if I ever get one in me. So 
let's see. Favorite Jabberjaw colors. Oh, man. What is that new one called? It's the new craw color. Um, it's got some blue on it, and I can't remember what it's called. Fire and Ice. That's one. I love that one. Uh, the chartreuse in black has been really good because I usually will fish a Jabberjaw in, in stain to muddy water. Um, but usually bright colors or red colors are the, my favorite with the Jabberjaw. So I'm really excited about that deep Jabberjaw. If it's not out yet, it should it should be out soon. That I think it is out. But that deep, deep Jabberjaw, Jabberjaw is... I always thought that the, it just it ran too shallow for me. So the deep one I've actually caught a bunch of fish on. So. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, a lot of Georgia Bulldog stuff. What's up, Russell Taylor? How you doing, man? Guybrush Three Threepwood. That's an interesting name. I hope that's not your given name. Uh, any tips for bank fishing large volume rivers like the Potomac? Um, when I get in big rivers, and I lived on the Savannah River for a number of years, I like to get into the backwaters. I'm a I I, I just am I'm more comfortable in the backwaters, but the there's two different places that I'll I'll try if I'm not in the backwaters. It's right along the bank. I mean, undercuts and anything along the bank, the bank that's going to break the current. And then sandbars in the middle of the lake or islands on the head and on the and the, on the front and on the back of those there'll be there'll be fish. And so those are the places I like to fish on big lakes or bridge pilings and that kind of stuff. So I'm just looking for current banks, but a tip typically I'm in the back the backwaters of any of the larger rivers. So team anglers in tournaments, who would you pick Van Dam or Ike? Oh my gosh. That's hard. Um, as a, for a team member, for a teammate, honestly, I'd pick Ike and Ellie. I, I'm, I know him personally more than I know Van Dam. I know Van Dam. We, we talked, we've talked several times. But I know Ike, uh, and I know how passionate and how amped he gets, I guess. And so I, I'd kind of want him as a tournament angler. Plus, he's a tinkerer. He loves to 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 experiment with different things while you're while he's fishing. And that's kind of like me too. So just picked up a jabber jaw. All I catch are weeds. I wonder what kind of weeds you got. Uh when you get weeds on any crankbait and even the jabber jaw, I love the jabber jaw because it's got a real thin bill and it actually will cut the weeds pretty good. But you pop it, you you hard to explain without showing you, but you you bring your rod up and then you go whap whap and you pop it twice on us from a slack line to a tight line, really hard, and it will uh, nine times out of ten rip all those that weed off. So. Uh... Have you seen the camera rig that B. Hallman made? No, but I'm going to make a note of that real quick. Uh, so I can look it up. B. H. A. L. L. M. A. N. 
I'm definitely going to look up that and take a look at it because that sounds interesting. It says, have you seen the camera rig that B. Hallman made that goes off the front of his boat and looks back towards the front of the boat? Hmm. I'll have to look into that, definitely. SS Outdoors, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in forever either. He says, glad I can finally get on one of these again. I've been getting into using swim baits and gliders and was wondering if and where these are a viable option here in Georgia. Thanks. Anywhere, really. Uh, mostly clearer water. You can get by with stained water, but from what I've, my own experience, it's that clearer water that's really, really good. Like my home lake, when they fertilize it and it gets murky and, I mean, really murky, from then till about a month or two or three months after that, it's not, they don't work very good. But once that water starts to clear up again, they work good. So, hey, Fluke Master, where'd you get your channel name? That's been my name online since 2001. And so it stuck and I couldn't shake it. Not that I want, I mean, I really wanted to. My original channel name was The, the Fishing Partner, but uh, I my name had already stuck and it became my brand. And so that's why I have it. So it wasn't my first choice. But, uh, and I, and I chose the Fluke Master name because I had to have a screen name for the forums back in 2001. And that's just whatever popped into my head. So, uh, let's see. Do I use swim, swim baits all winter? Eh, I haven't in the past. I may have to start, but typically I don't. Um, there is something I am going to try this winter is a, is a, Bullshad swim bait with a heavy bullet weight on the front of it, on the nose of it to get it down deeper to where they are. And that's, that's why I haven't been throwing swim baits in during the wintertime is because they, I, you have to fish, the fish are deep and I haven't been able to figure out how to get them deep until I saw these guys putting big, heavy uh, bullet weights on the front of their, their bullshads. So. Uh... Am I going to fish the April Kayak U.S. Open in Tennessee? I have no clue. I have no clue. Um, right now, I'm trying to figure out what tournaments I am going to fish. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It all depends. It depends on the date. But I've got. I just looked at my list of tournaments. I have just KBF tournaments, and it's. I'm all over the country doing a bunch of crazy stuff. So. Um, I fish your home lake. What is your favorite lure to use there? Um, chatterbait. <laughs> if Damon's still on here, he's going to get on. He's going <laughs> to, he hates fishing a chatterbait, but I do so good on that lake with chatterbaits. Dude, there's so many different good, good baits for that lake. Um, from here until late February, I'd be throwing an Alabama rig, really. Um, it's hard to say. It really is. There's so many different good ones. I'm not too good in the winter time though. My, my, my time on that lake is in the summer. So, um, Oh, Frank, uh, Frank, Frank, Frank. I hate you right now, dude. Oh man. He says, gee, me and uh, some buddies are going to Hopedale uh louisiana 
tomorrow to tear up some specs. Hopefully a few reds. Have you ever fished out here by us? I go to Point of Shane, Louisiana, and I love that place. It's my favorite place on this planet. The people are good. I love Louisiana anyway, but I love to redfish out of my kayak and catch trout. Um, I've caught some giants out of my kayak. I love it. Absolutely. And I'm so jealous that you guys are going. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been wanting to slip away. Matter of fact, I told my wife, I said, if I can't get out of this funk in a few days, I'm packing up and going to Louisiana for a week uh, and just going to fish. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, dude, I'm I'm jealous. I love it out there, really do. Louisiana. If I lived any close, if I lived close to you guys, you would never see me catch another bass again in my life. That's how much I love it. So, um, SNS Outdoors. I've been fishing at a smaller stained reservoir and noticed that the fish are scattered in small pods on the bottom of the lake, 16-foot flats. Uh, I've caught some on drop shots and Nikos. Any bait ideas? Try a blade bait. Um, they call them gay blades, but a blade bait or a tailspin um, this time of the year for that kind of stuff too. Don't be afraid to get them snagged up, but get yourself a lure retriever to, to get them back. Um, Chris Comer, I've never fished with a mega bass dark sleeper that I know of. I don't buy a whole lot of mega bass stuff. It's usually out of my, my price range that I want to spend on baits. So, um, St. Bernard is my hometown. That's awesome, man. Zoom Master 72 suggestions on spinning rod to toss light crankbaits. And number five, shad wraps. One of my favorite crankbaits of all time. Ish, uh, issue is I can't feel my bait. I use all the old green 13 rods. Um, go to a medium heavy or a medium fast. You need a stiffer rod if you're not feeling the baits. And I understand that. You'll find that it's harder to cast, though. But I understand, but shad wraps don't have a big wobble. They have a real tight wobble, and so it's hard to feel that vibration. But uh, stiffen up your rod a little bit is what your best thing. And then go to a fluorocarbon line if you're not. If you're fishing monofilament, you're shooting yourself in the foot uh, because it, it absorbs a lot of that vibration. If you go to fluorocarbon, you'll be able to do a little bit better. So, uh, What is my favorite casting combo? Man. I don't know. Um, I've got several favorite rods. The first one that comes to mind uh, is uh, is 13 Fishing's Chatter Crank Rod, which I don't, if you look at it on like Tackle Warehouse and stuff, it's it's the seven foot three moderate cranking rod or moderate casting rod, not cranking rod. And so it's a seven foot three. It's really good for a lot of things. Uh, a lot of moving baits like buzz baits, spinner baits, chatter baits, uh, larger square bills, that kind of stuff. And I really enjoy that rod. But really, my favorite, you know, 13 Fishing has a list because they send me rods uh, several times a year. But if they they want to send me a list of they want to send me some new rods that are coming out. I have a list of rods that I have that they have. And the ones that I always want to fish or always want to try is the seven foot four or seven foot three medium heavy and the seven foot four heavy. So I always have those on that list because those are the ones I tend to use the most for most of the year anyway. So 
Uh, is this time of the year good for Shad then? Yes. Yep. So old Shad Rep number five is a is a tried and true favorite late fall crankbait for me. So I used to have a big box of them that somebody stole out of my car one day. So what's your setup for an Alabama rig? I use uh, a seven foot three medium heavy is what I use uh, with a six speed reel or a seven speed reel. So a six, three to one, six, five to one, whatever. And then, a, or a seven, seven speed reel. So, um, and then I'm not really picky about the Alabama rig that I use. I've tried a bunch of different ones. I don't have a lot of confidence in them. I just don't like that many hooks in my line on my, on the end of my line anyway. So, um, will I be okay throwing a jig on floral? I took your advice last week about trying floral rather than mono. Yeah, dude, I, uh, I throw a bass jig on my, on floral. I throw, and I throw my crappy jigs on my, on floral too, but, uh, yeah, you, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, you'll be, you won't, you won't have a problem at all. Now that line will be a little bit stiffer than what you're used to with your mono. Uh, and you'll notice that it gets little, it gets corkscrewed more than your mono. That's something you just got to get used to because fluorocarbon does that. It's just the way it is. Um, but the advantages outweigh that once you get used to it. So there has been some really bad fluoro over the years. Um, anybody remember the Vanish fluoro? Oh, goodness. The joke was that, yeah, it made your lures vanish. And I, in honest truth, dude, Three, three times in one day, I lost spinnerbaits on the cast when that stuff broke. And it didn't break at the knot. It broke like halfway up the line. That stuff was trash. <laughs> Vanished fluorocarbon. Uh... RJM says, I'm looking at the new blackout rods to replace and add to my collection. Are they worth it? Or do you suggest something else for me? Dude, I love them. Um, most, they aren't hundred percent out yet. Like the only one that tackle warehouse offers is the seven, three medium heavy. Uh, they're rolling out, you know, the whole shipping problem over there and are coming from China and that kind of stuff. Um, but I really love them and I'm, I'm super excited about them coming back out with the blackout rod because when I first signed with 13, that was the rod that I've used a lot. And it's the rod I promoted. So much so that they started calling me Mr. Blackout um, at 13. But uh, and I'm really excited. They've got a matching reel that's coming out for it. That's like $65. And so um, I don't have one of those yet because they haven't hit the hit the states yet, but they will. All right. Let's see. <laughs> Gary Sims. Oh, no, the vanish. <laughs> oh, man. How much different is Copoly compared to fluorocarbon? Um, it floats a little bit more. So what copolymer is, is just fluorocarbon coated monofilament. And so the thing I like about it is, is that it's a good, um, lower stretch or less stretch than monofilament. So it's a good top water line. I, I don't prefer it for much more than that. And I used to be all, it's all I fished because I couldn't afford fluorocarbon. But now fluorocarbon has dropped in price a lot, a lot more. And, and also I, I do it for a living now. So, um, but uh, it's, it floats, but the only problem is it absorbs water. And so 
after about two or three hours of fishing it, it tends to sink a little bit more and you'll, and your topwater baits will go underwater like you don't want them to. So you just kind of have to be rivers, uh, be, be, be careful with it. <laughs> I love this question, girl. Black Bass Angler says silicone or living rubber skirts. I am a living rubber all the way. Uh, actually, I'm, I, I prefer living rubber on every jig but I will throw some silicone in there to add color. My, what I typically will do is I'll, when I'm tying my jigs, I will tie the living rubber on first and with the, with wire and then pull it tight to get that living rubber to flare out. And then I'll put a collar or a, a silicone jig, a half, you know, half the amount of skirt material, put it in a collar and slide the collar onto the jig and then push that collar all the way up against that living rubber skirt which makes it flare out even more. Okay. I'm giving you some fluke master secrets here because the pros used to take a living rubber jig and take a piece of a worm or a piece of a grub, just a, 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 that they bit off or cut off and cram it up against that living rubber skirt to do the same thing. Well, I figured out that you could do it with that, with that, uh, that collar, that skirt collar. So then that, that living rubber would flare out. And then here your silicone is in the middle, just kind of wiggling. And it made a huge difference. So yeah, I'm a combination guy, but if if uh, if I had to choose between the two, it'd be living rubber only. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Blackout is not a good prison name. <laughs> uh, Benjamin, all your comments, dude. One of these days, I'm just going to put you in timeout just to be funny. <laughs> Apple is hard. I need some Clark's Hill videos. Dude, if Clark's Hill wasn't so far away, I'd make some more for you. It's a lot different than it was five and a half, six years ago when I left. So have you been asking for many years? But I, I've been asking for many years, but I know one day you will come back home. <laughs> one day I will, dude. My best One of my best friends still lives there. So he, he stopped by my house a couple of weeks ago. I had to go see him and go fishing. So, all right. Well, guys, I want you to remember that this uh, podcast is sponsored by Bass University. Click on the link down in the description to learn more about uh, Bass University and also to let them know that I'm actually doing my job. You know, they don't pay me. This is a free sponsorship that I give them. I, they're my, they're one of my only free sponsorships. But dude, I, I've learned so much from them over the years that uh, that I'm returning the favor. So I really enjoy you guys jumping in here. I'm gonna jump off, go down upstairs, see my family. But like I always say, be sure to introduce somebody to fishing. Introduce them to my channel. Let me help you teach them how to fish. More importantly, get out on the water and go ahead and catch some fish and have a great day. Love you guys. Take it easy.